Welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Welcome to Zig Ziggler's Inspire Podcast. I am your host, Blake Lindsay. How are you doing today? Are you better than good, as Mr. Ziggler likes to say? If you aren't having a better than good day, then get ready for it to change. Because we have a great podcast lined up for you today. Our mentor, Zig Ziglar, is going to continue in his series about building winning relationships. Let's listen to him now, and I'll be back in a few minutes. Want to build winning relationships? You need to remember that the mic is always open and the lights are always on. You ever notice the number of, quote, celebrities when they're quoted about something, they say, well, I didn't know that was for public consumption, or I didn't know the microphone was on, and this sort of thing, which really is pretty ridiculous. Several years ago, I was speaking up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, at a trade school. The media, somehow or other, had learned that I was going to be there. As I was speaking, roughly one-third of the kids were sitting there all ears. I mean, they were at the edge of their seats. They were really lapping it up. They were having a wonderful time. Roughly uh, one-third of the uh, students sitting there were reading newspapers or magazines or whatever, and roughly a third of them were leaning back, uh, acting like they were going to sleep. I mean, that was a cool way to treat, you know, this big dude from Dallas and coming up there, going to tell them how to do things. Well... When the television camera came in, they started at the very back of the room, and that bright light on the front of the camera was uh, on, and they were uh, videotaping uh, all the kids uh, in that audience. They walked straight down, they came up on the side of the uh, platform and came behind me, and they're now taking the picture of me talking to the students. Well, I want to tell you, in 10 seconds flat, I saw the most amazing transformation in an audience I have ever seen in my life. The papers disappeared. The magazines disappeared. Everybody sat up straight. They started straightening their hair. I mean, there was a dramatic change in the way they looked. Tremendous lesson there. I said to the kids, now, kids, I want to observe something to you. A few minutes ago, many of you could care less about what I had to say. You possibly still care less. But all of a sudden, you're very concerned about your image. Well, your image is not a thing in the world, but the way you really are. Sooner or later, it's going to show itself. You can fool some of the people some of the time and all of the people some of the time, but sooner or later, as the saying goes, you can fool the boss, you can even fool the people around you, but as employers, I can tell you, you will never fool the people below you. They get to see you warts and all. They get to see the good part and the bad part. I said to the kids, you want to always remember that the lights are always on and the mic is always open. If you will keep that in mind, then you'll be able to go further in life. Out of the Wall Street Journal, here's what we read. The snake that poisons everybody. It topples governments, wrecks marriages, ruins careers, busts reputation, causes heartaches, nightmares, indigestion, spawns suspicion, generates grief, dispatches innocent people to cry on their pillows. Even its name hisses. It's called Gossip. How true. How very true. I love this also. I am an office mystery. I've never seen, but I'm everywhere. 
I'm always on the job and often forecast important events. I make and unmake morals, reputations, and cooperation, but I'm seldom blamed for my mistakes. I have no responsibilities, and I am one of the most powerful molders of opinion. I add humor and anger to the office, and I pass with the speed of sound. I am basic in human nature, and you must accept me. I grow right behind you. I am the office grapevine. How true. The words we use, so enormously important in life itself. Above all things, we need to make sure that our heart and our attitudes are right. I like the story of uh, this uh, young woman and her mother were uh, talking and the daughter's close friend, Linda, uh, showed up in the driveway, long driveway, and the daughter said, do you know Linda is so slender, I just hate her. And the mother said, well now, come on, you know perfectly good and well, there's something you can do about that. She said, it sure is. Linda, sure glad to see you. I've been saving you a big old piece of chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> That's not exactly the approach I had in mind. How important our relationship? Well, God issued two commandments on which he hung all the law and the prophets. One, love God. Two, love your neighbor as yourself. Albert Einstein put it this way. Love thy neighbor as thyself is like a natural law, almost like a physical part of the universe. How important are words? Several years ago, the redhead and I were at a little resort area not too far from here. It was a weekend. We were scheduled to play golf. We were to tee off, I believe, at around 1.30. As it often happens on uh, holiday weekends, you know, things get backed up and they're delayed. So we got there and uh, I knew we'd be at least 30 minutes late. Well, we were putting and piddling around until tee-off time got started. Well, finally, there was one foursome in front of us, and the redhead and I were standing there waiting for them. And this young six-foot-four-inch, approximately, Adonis, was on the tee box. Weighed about 240 pounds, had about a 48-inch chest and about a 31-inch waist. Kind of guy you could instantly dislike. <laughs> I mean, he had muscles in places. I don't even have places. Well... He stepped up there, you know, to the tee, and uh, he teed his ball up, and he took his uh, driver, and, and he laid it down, and he picked it up. And he laid it down, and he picked it up. He would get ready, and then he would look up. He'd get ready, and, and finally, you know, I, I turned to the redhead. I said, well, that guy's not a golfer, that's for sure. She said, well, how do you know? I said, oh, come on, sweetheart. I've been playing golf a long time. I've seen a lot of golfers, and I can tell you that dude is not a golfer. Well, finally, after what seemed like forever, he uh, threw the club back and he busted that sucker about 240 or 50 yards right down the middle. Well, so much for my golf expertise. <laughs> well, he walked over to his cart. He put his club uh, in his bag. He walked straight back to me. He said, Mr. Ziegler, I heard what you said when you spoke in our community about two years ago. It completely changed my life. I want you to know it's just an honor for me to be on the same golf course with you. I don't need to tell you how I felt about two inches tall. And the thought occurred to me right then and there as I asked for forgiveness. What would my impact have been on him 
had he heard what I said then. Folks, our words are so important. We need to be very careful about what we say to and about other people. One of the men whom I admire and respect a great deal is Rabbi Daniel Lappin. He's one that I do a lot of talking with about the theological aspect of what I discuss. I never record it, as you've heard me say in other recordings. I never speak it, I never write it, until I've checked it out psychologically, theologically, and physiologically, because we are physical, mental, and spiritual. And unless we put them all together, then we're going to take too big a chance of being in error. Rabbi Lappin uh, has this to say in his publication called Thought Tool. If we listen as others are maligned, in spite of our disinclination to believe what we hear, our relationship with a vilified individual is forever altered. In other words, we are involuntarily influenced by everything we hear. Harmless gossip does not exist. Listening to gossip can even leave us feeling dissatisfied with our spouse, children, employees, friends, or life in general. Speaking gossip usually leaves us feeling less worthy. Words penetrate to our souls and cannot be erased or ignored. In the Old Testament, in the book of Leviticus 19.14, it says, Thou shalt not curse a deaf man. Well, now, if a deaf man can't hear, what's the damage? The damage is what is done to the individual who utters those words. See, acid destroys the vessel which contains it. Wow, that gets you to thinking, doesn't it? How often do we listen to gossip? We may not be spreading it, but we don't say anything when we are told some juicy bit of gossip about someone. Even the listening to it can damage our relationship. Think twice before you say something today, and remember, the light is always on and the mic is always open. This is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Inspiring true performance. Hey, Ziggler Podcasters, this is Blake Lindsay, and I want to offer you a special bonus of some great Ziggler material in a downloadable format just like you're used to with the Ziggler Inspire podcast. Just go to Ziggler.com slash podcast bonus, and you'll find a free download 60 minutes long of Zig's finest stories and a free download of Zig's most inspirational quotes. This is our way of showing you some gratitude and saying thank you for listening to the Ziggler Inspire podcast. We appreciate you. Go to Ziggler.com slash podcast bonus.